I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to CSRM, another CSRM podcast here. I'm Dan Stouffer, joined with Dr. Greg Linville and Scott Stedman, and we're working through the book Scent. We're talking about the missiology of the sports outreach community, which is really the capital C church, because we all get to play a part in this. And this is a fantastic resource. Uh, We just encourage you to go to our website, csrm.org, and purchase the form in an actual physical book form or in a digital resource as well. Uh, These resources are for you. We, We want to equip you and encourage you to live out all that God has for you within your local church ministry whether it be sports, rec, or fitness. And so um, we're going to pick up where we left off last episode. We started talking about the Great Commission. And Dr. Greg, you broke it down very well. I think we're, we're clear in Matthew chapter 28 in terms of what we should be doing and what Jesus has entrusted us with. Now let's get to some of the more sobering reasons Uh, some of the stats maybe as to how we have some work yet to do when it comes to the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So I think a great question to ask is, why? Why should we be concerned about fulfilling the Great Commission? Well, those of you that are watching or listening to this podcast, I hope you have a hard copy of the book or something that you can reference. And, And Dan and Scott, you can even turn to page 24 Uh, This is in the third chapter. And to answer that question of why, it's the very words and command of Jesus, Dan. (laughs) Do we need any other reason? Mm. But if we look at that, he was sending his disciples into the world. And he wasn't asking them to go and build buildings. He was sending and commissioning them to go to what we call locate the lost He wasn't asking them to feed the flock. He was sending them out to win the wayward, to locate the lost and win the wayward, all on page 24. So if for no other reason, Dan, it's the words of Jesus, the command of Jesus. I'd like to take you back to to the first page of this chapter, chapter 15, and give you the quote by D.L. Moody. And Moody was seen and and continues to be seen as one of the greatest evangelists, missionaries that the world has ever known. In fact, my own great-grandfather was impacted by his ministry when he ministered in Scotland. And he says this, I would recommend a gymnasium. Imagine that, the greatest evangelist, one of the greatest of all time. I would recommend a gymnasium, classes, medical lectures, social reception, music, and all unobjectionable agencies. I mean... Moody got it, and he he reached millions of people. And so if he gets it, then certainly we want to to say there's some things here we need to to pay attention to. Page 16 on that second paragraph, if folks have their book, it talks about that 
a conservative assessment that there's more than 5 billion people who are today not dedicated disciples of Jesus. Let's, let's, let's put that in perspective. In a few years, there will be more people alive than have ever lived. And mm. if we really believe that they're going to be separated from Jesus for all of eternity, why we do this is because they need to be connected to Jesus. And I, I, I have a hard time memorizing scripture. It's just one of my many deficiencies. I'm glad my wife's not here to point out many of the other ones, but uh, <laughs> uh, she, she would tell you there's many good things as well. We love each other, but I, I, I'm going to give you this verse in a rough fashion where, where I think Paul is inspired to say uh, something like to die is game, but to go to heaven, you know, you get that verse, you know, where do I stay here or do I go on? And many of us are saying, yeah, let's let's get to heaven. Something that God's really been impressing me more, guys. This is just brutally honest. I hope I never go to heaven. And the reason is that the day I go to heaven is the last day that I'll ever be able to help somebody come to know Jesus. And and uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm looking forward to heaven in that one sense. But I pray the Lord would never take me home until every one of these five billion people have come to know Jesus. How passionate can we be about this? So why do we do this? And then on page seventeen, uh, our own Dr. Vicky Byler points out from the Global Frontier Missions, the unreached people groups. There's close to 8 billion people alive in the world. And again, a rough estimate is that 3 billion of them live in unreached people groups. I mean, half of them, not quite half of them, there's not even a gospel proclamation for them. I mean, why? <laughs> it, it becomes obvious. And I'm going to go back to Moody. I'm going to let you guys comment, if you turn on page 18, that Moody was empowering local colleges, not local, but uh, national colleges, rather, in the student volunteer movement of the late 1800s. And thousands of these summer, in between their college courses, summer uh, experienced kids would come and learn how to go to all the world. And they had two maxims. All to go and go to all was the first one. Win the world for Christ in our generation. Do we have that passion today? People that are listening and watching this, does your church have that passion? Do you have that passion? Guys, speak to this. Why? You know, all three of us men, we wouldn't be here doing what we're doing, and more importantly, trying our best to, to live for Jesus and having salvation in and through him only, had someone not taken this seriously for us mm -hmm. in our lives. Um, 
So I think of my, my parents, one of the best things my parents ever did was teach me about Jesus and take me to church. Um, and so parents, you've got, if, if you've got kids under your care, you've got a responsibility first in your own household, uh, because you've got people who are under your care, uh, who have to make their own personal decision, whether or not to uh, live for Jesus. And so the fulfillment of the great commission begins in the home first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then for all of us, if you've ever looked somebody in the eye as they're accepting Christ, or uh, I think in the previous episode, Greg, you mentioned baptism. If you've ever looked somebody in the eye as they're giving their public confession of Jesus and you're about ready to baptize them and you spent time with them and you've coached them and uh, you, you see them publicly sharing that their faith is is real, there's nothing better. And Greg, I wholeheartedly get what you said. You were quoting Philippians 121. Paul says, for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. To live as Christ, that was his mission. And we probably wouldn't have received the gospel had not he gone to Macedonia and then it made its way into Europe and, and it made its way to where we we all heard it for the first time. I mean, over 2000 years, if he didn't get the, the, the mission to live is Christ, who knows where we would be without him fulfilling that. So we just see how the dominoes fall all of us. So we need to keep that, that passion. We need to be a part of churches who have a passion for that because I heard a a stat here this morning that like 4% of Americans have a biblical worldview. If that's true or anywhere close to being true, we have a lot of work to do because if you don't have a biblical worldview, you're not going to live out the great commission because you're not going to see it as really holding value. And so, um, yeah, we, we, in our leagues, we in our camps, in, in anything we got going on with with fitness classes, um, we're at the time of our, our recording here, we're about to enter into summer. And so if that's a big season for you and your sports ministry, and you're going to have hundreds of kids under your care for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, we have an opportunity and we need to take this seriously. So I, I get your passion. I'm, I'm encouraged by it. And and I want to I want to echo the words of Paul, because, Greg, you're 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 right. Our our mission when we get to heaven, it changes completely. <laughs> we're we're worshiping we're, we're worshiping God face to face when we're there here on the earth. We're to make disciples for sure. And when we get to heaven, it's too late. I mean, it's as glorious and as wonderful as heaven's going to be. We won't be making disciples there. Well, there's some uh, great statistics, again, that our, our own staff gal, Dr. Vicki Byler, puts on 21 about how many missionaries are sent each year. Um, I want us, in those stats, there's over 3,000 that are sent each year. And I understand what they mean, that these are people who are probably funded for a full-time vocational position, and they're going, and that's really good, Okay. But when we think about how many unreached people groups there are, that's one side of it. But then I want to expand that 3,000. As you mentioned, Dan, I want every one of the churches that are watching or listening to this, the sports minister, whoever, how many local missionaries that you might have called volunteers in the past, how many of these local missionaries are you actually bringing to this task. I would hope that there would be churches that might have 3,000 missionaries just in their own church to reach their own community. 
Um, but I, I just think it's a matter of us re-envisioning what that looks like. So your thoughts about that? Scott, feel, feel free to jump in because I, I talk a lot there a few minutes ago. <laughs> I, I'd love to get your, your thoughts because you're, oh. you're in a local church too and, and you guys are yeah. trying to reach people in your community. So I'd love to yeah, hear your it's thoughts. Just, it's, it's, it's a process. It, it really is a process to really be thinking about all these things through. Um, because I think a lot of times people just out of creatures of habit, just continue to get stuck in, well, this is the way we do it, or this is the way I was taught, or this is, and then it's like, when it comes to actually doing it, it's like, you don't get the results, but then you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And I think just even just the simple adjustments of having that relational thing, just a simple of adjustments of just basically, you know, taking the time um, to really to think about your community and really understand kind of the culture of your community is really going to help you be an effective minister or a missionary to the people within your local sports and rec context. And I mean, I mean, I think we all get into, I mean, and I may be just speaking for myself. I'm not going to say you all, but it could just be, as ministers, we get so caught up in the administrative side of what we do that we bypass the most important stuff, which is the relational thing. And, you know, Greg, you made the comment earlier about, well, you know, sometimes I wish I didn't have to go to heaven so I can still continue to reach people to Christ. And I think sometimes we view heaven, at least within Western society, as, well, once I'm saved, I go to heaven, so I'm good. And it becomes like that end all. And it's not, no, if someone was able to invest in you to bring you to Christ and you had that transformative experience to become a follower of Christ, then it is your responsibility not to just be like, cool, I get to go to heaven. I now get to wait till Jesus comes back or I die or whatever the case may be. You have a responsibility to go and make disciples as they go and make disciples, as they go and make disciples. Well, Dan, if I could, Dan, if I could maybe just kind of put a bow on this third chapter here. Um, I, I want to re reiterate a couple of the phrases that we said earlier in this, in this podcast, but that we say all the time and really help us focus because the the absolute foundation of this chapter in this book is to light a fire under people. And I know because I've sat in these chairs, but we are so tempted as staff people at the church or senior pastor, lead pastor of a church. We're so, so pushed to feed the flock. Yeah. To maintain the members, that those two phrases, that, that that's what we're pushed to do, to maintain the member, feed the flock, that it keeps us from locating the lost and winning the wayward. And and we we have to have a balance there, because if we don't maintain the members and we don't feed the flock, then they don't pray for, they don't finance they don't get engaged as local church missionaries so it's not an either or 
but it is kind of a, a means to an end. And that the ultimate goal is not to feed the flock or maintain the membership, but it is to, to empower them to, to locate the lost and win the wayward. And then we, we give them this great strategy of sports rec and fitness. And so it's, again, coming back to page 24 in this chapter, the very words of Jesus that we are to go. And that is what we're supposed to do. So therefore, missiology, we are a mission. We should be on mission. And that missiology is to go reach those who are far from Jesus, those who are far from the church. So there you have chapter three in a nutshell. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's a great summary, and I think we're all encouraged. Let's let's get out there. Let's think through our strategies. Um, if if we're honest, there are seasons in our ministries where um, the mission can kind of drift. I think we all have experienced mission drift. We get off track. We get focused on the wrong things. Or like Greg, you, you were mentioning, there's just stuff that pops up. So you you could be running a league, and then you know your your jerseys don't arrive on time, and you're scrambling trying to figure out how in the world you're going to handle all that. And then we we just get distracted by things that just come about with a normal everyday life of a sports minister. But the more often we can focus on what matters most. And like you said, it's because Jesus said it. He told us to go. He entrusted us with this amazing mission. I think it's really good. And we're, we're running out of time here. But I think where a lot of us struggle in our local churches is we tend to separate evangelism and discipleship. What CSRM, it's all the same. It's, it's evangelistic disciple making. Because really, you can't have one without the other. And when you do, that's when the problems happen. And so when we think about this overall missiology, it is just that. I'm I'm going, so I'm evangelizing, but I'm making disciples. And it, they, they go hand in hand. You know, and as we're, we're talking about this book, as you're reading through it on your own, as you continue on in this uh, podcast series, if you like some coaching, if you would like to have just a conversation, there's three of us on this podcast here. Of course, we have other staff as well. And we have connections and networks really all around the entire world. If CSRM can help you think through a strategy or help just to really encourage you to live out the words of Jesus, to be people who are on mission, know that that is our heart. Hopefully you've heard on this episode how passionate we all are about this. If we can help you in any way, please feel free to reach out to us. We, we want to coach you. We want to build that relationship. We want to provide those resources with you to make you the most effective minister that God wants you to be. And so uh, just reach out to us, um, any of us, and uh, we'll get you in touch with the right person and help you to grow your ministry in that way. So with that said, we're out of time. One last encouragement, visit csrm.org for the book sent and uh, use that and grow in your missiology as a church. Thank you so much for joining us this time. We look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Take care. The CSRM Podcast is a production of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Greg Linville is the executive producer, and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network Overwhelming Victory Radio. 
For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV Radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.